guys. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Good evening. How you guys doing? How you doing? Do you guys still say that, you young folk? Do you say that in school these days? How you doing? Anybody? You give a little wink, little gun. How you doing? Hunter, how you doing? How you doing? How you doing? Hey, listen, my name is Sam. For those of you who don't know me or, or you're new to Citizens, welcome, man. My name is Sam. I'm the youth pastor here, and uh, we're going to have fun tonight, all right? It's going to be a good time. And so here's uh, a few things. I know Paris already said it, but check it. Who's going to winter camp? Show of hands. All right, listen, I don't want to call anybody out. I don't want to call anybody out. I just want to know, if you're going to camp, I want you to raise your hand and stare at everyone else in the room who's not going to camp. I'm just kidding. That's so me, right? Hey, listen, for real, I just talked to a dude in the back. I almost lost my mind because I was talking to a dude in the back. I'm not going to, like, say that his name was Jaden or anything, but I was talking to this dude in the back, and I was like, bro, are you going to winter camp? And he goes, I don't even know when winter camp is. Everybody go, ew, ew, right? Winter camp, February 11th to the 14th. Everybody say February 11th to... The 14th. Do you guys want a little taste test of what camp is going to be like? Yeah. You do? Yeah. Well, I don't have one. You're going to have to take my word for it. All right? Listen, I'm going to give you a taste test of how awesome camp is, and I'm not even going to have to do, I'm not even going to say a word. Right? Watch this. I'm going to convince you how awesome camp is without even saying a word. And so here's how I'm going to do it, all right? If you've been to camp before, ever in your life, at LPC Citizens, I just want you to make some noise. Mm. If you've ever been to camp before, I want you to make some noise. So for those of you who aren't registered for camp, take it from your peers. Trust them, okay? So uh, anyway, check it out. Check it out. We are uh, we're in a series we began last week called We Are. You don't have to repeat after me everything I say. I was just, <laughs> I'm just doing my thing up here, all right? Let me, this is my time, all right? This is my time trying to repeat me. But listen, we're gonna, before we dive in, man, uh, we need Bibles. So who brought their Bibles today? Listen, here at Citizens, here at Citizens, we're going to talk more about this today, but this is a B-Y, B-Y-O-B, right? Don't scratch that. Parents hear this, I'm in trouble, right? Bring your own Bibles, all right? So if you got your Bible, awesome. If you don't, raise your hand. If you need a Bible, I'm going to give you one. Who needs a Bible here? You're like, Sam, not after you just said to bring it. Pass him out there. We got a gentleman coming out. Who needs a Bible? Jason, what's up, man? Jason Derulo. I'm glad you're here, bro. Who else needs a Bible? Right here, over here. Put him high, put him high. Gabby needs a Bible. Isaiah, what's up, dude? Glad you're here, man. Glad you're here. Welcome to Citizens, dude. Hey, real quick, we got like, we got like a dozen people here tonight that are here for the first time. So if you're a citizen, I want you to give it up for our guest. Yeah, welcome to Citizens. Welcome. Glad you're here. And so um, go ahead, go ahead, open up your Bibles. Go ahead, open up your Bibles. Take out your sermon notes. Today I'm going to, right here behind you, Randy. Randy, right here, right here. So we got got a message today, and I want you guys to open up your Bibles. It's one of my favorite passages all time, hands down, all-star text, top three. All right, Psalm 1. Go ahead and open up up your... uh, your Bibles to Psalm 1. And today I'm going to talk to you about which way. I went to college in Massachusetts. And so I know you guys are from the West Coast. And so you don't, 
respect the East Coast geography like that, but I'm going to give you a little geography, all right? I went to school in Massachusetts, which is in the Northeast, right? New England. Any, yeah, I know. I was going to say <laughs> a lot of boot, right? New England. And then I lived about four and a half hours south of that in Pennsylvania. And so um, I, I would drive to college with uh, two other buddies. We went to the same college, same hometown. We'd go back and forth between breaks. And we always liked to carpool together, you know, save gas. Pretty smart. You drivers, I know you carpool. If you've been doing it for six months, right? At least six months. Are you guys keeping the driving rule here? Six months, no driving with other people, right? And so we were, we were past that. And so we would drive back and forth to school. And we liked it. Honestly, we liked it. We had a lot of good times on those carpools. You know, four and a half hours with someone in the car, uh, you have a lot of good stories from that, you know? But uh, there was always the beginning of the journey. And so we would rendezvous at, you know, there was me, Gabe, and Nicole. And so we would always rendezvous at Nicole's house because, you know, it was in the middle. And so we'd come together, and we're just excited. We're like, yes, we're going back to school. It's like, picture like Harry Potter. He's going back to like, you know, where did they go? Hogwarts, right? And it's like, yippee, I want to go back to the school, right? And they're doing, that's how Harry Potter sounds, all right? Shh. The cheap seat's up here, man. Shh. I need my senior boys up here. Starting next week, senior boys, handle this, right? If I hear one more sixth grade girl voice, I'm going to go hand. Anyway. Silence! So anyway, so we were excited to go back to college. And so we'd get together, and we're excited, we're getting to go. But there was always, always the part where our dads would come into the room. Nicole's dad, my dad, Gabe's dad. And without fail, every single time like clockwork, they would begin to tell us the best way to get back to school, right? How many of you guys have parents that like to give you directions, right? Listen, Tessa, I'm telling you, don't take the I-5, all right? It's crowded. Go on the 505 West, cut across, right? right? That's how your mom sounds, I know. But like, so, so there was this point where all of our dads, they wanted to come and tell us, here is the fastest way to get back to college, right? I'd be a junior driving back. I'd take this trip like 10 times, and they still want to have these discussions. It's just that's what dads do, I guess. I don't know. I'm not, I guess I am a dad. I'm a dad, right? That's what we do, all right? We give directions to our children. And so here they go, and it's like, I just want to get back to school. But then you have Nick over here, Nicole's dad, and it's like, hey, listen, man, I know it's going to take you a little bit out of the way, but you'll get to the highway first. You go a little bit north or a little bit south. Just get north. Trust me, this is the best way to go. And then you have my dad going, oh, Nick, I disagree. My dad actually didn't sound like this. I don't think so, Nick, man. Listen, are you going to go south? It's north. It's New England. You got to go north, right? Come on, man. That's my dad. Man, just come on, man. And then you have Gabe's dad. I was like, no, no. I just think, take the side streets, the traffic this time. Of day. And it was like, I just wanted to get to school. But I had all these competing voices. And each dad believed in his heart that above all, he was convinced that his way was the best way. His directions were the best directions. And so here I am. I'm just trying to get back to school, right? But I'm stuck because I want to be nice. And, I just, and I'm just stuck there going, which way do I go? Have you guys ever been there? Sometimes I feel that way about life. Don't you? It's like, doesn't everybody have an opinion on, like, the way that you should go through life? Like, honestly, do, do you guys know? People are opinion, hey, no, no, listen, hey, Hunter, this is the best way to live, right? Trust me, bro, trust, hey, no, 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 I'm like, oh, this is the way you got to do it, right? 
You get, five, you get four people in a room and you ask them, what's the best way to live? You get five answers. You know what I'm saying? Have you guys ever felt that way? And so here you are, you're stuck and you're just asking myself, which way do I go? And so you have a person over here that's going, no, this is the way you have to live. I promise you, that's the best way. No, 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 this is the way. These are the directions to true happiness. Trust me. Oh, no, you got to go this way. No, 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 guys, 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 you got to go this way. This is the best way. This is, this is where you'll be truly fulfilled in life. And so you have all these voices, and you're just left sitting there. Which way do I go? You guys are in high school some of you are in middle school. I don't envy you, right? It's hard. You guys are surrounded by voices. You guys are hearing voices that, hopefully not in your head, but you guys are hearing these voices that are like, go this way, this way, a different opinions and, and people calling you to go certain ways. And so my question tonight is, how do you know which way to go? No, I didn't rhyme that on purpose, I promise. But how do you know which way to go? Can you even know if there's a right way? Is there one right way? And if so, how do you know? Today we're going to find the answer in Psalm 1, okay? And guys, I, I already said this before, but I love, I literally love Psalm 1. You know why I love the Psalms? How many of you guys read Psalms? Anybody like love the Psalms? Anybody have a t-shirt, Psalm fan, right? You can buy those at the back, merch table. Actually, yep, you, can buy, you really do have that t-shirt, Psalms fan. Okay. Oh, I, I'm naive. I'm gullible, I guess, right? But listen, the reason I love the Psalms is because, like, sometimes, sometimes the Bible just gives you really straightforward truth. It's like, this is the will of God, your sanctification, period. Jesus Christ came to save sinners, period. Sometimes it's very just black and white. The, tra the, the truth is straightforward. But then there's sometimes, then there's sometimes that it doesn't just tell you, it shows you, Right? You guys know what I'm talking about? I talked about it last week. Imagery, right? So it's like, that's like the difference between me reading you this list, right? And I need you to get this, I need you to get this, do this, do it. That's the difference between reading a list and watching this like movie in high def, vivid, 3D, whatever you can say. Like, you, you see the difference? Which do you guys prefer? You guys like the list? I know you're boring. I know. Well, I personally prefer a movie, right? And so right now, we're going to answer our question today in Psalm 1 by checking out a movie. And I think it's really vivid. I think you're going to like it. So are you guys ready? You guys got Psalm 1? Can we, go through, can we begin the movie? Action. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. So pause the scene right there. We said there's so many different ways in life. There's so many different voices. But do you see what the psalmist just did? Do you see what he just did? He goes, I, I know there seems to be a lot of different ways to live, but at the end of the day, there's only two ways. Do you see what he did? Look at it. He goes, blesses the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. So at the end of the day, simplify the chaos, friends. High schoolers, middle schoolers, at the end of the day, there's only two ways to live. Two paths to follow. Two sets of directions. For those of you who are directionally challenged. You're like, I have Siri. I know, right? What did we do before GPS? 
But there's only two ways to live. And so the first path, he says, is a path. It's a set of directions that's suggested by people who are wicked. Some of you guys are musical fans, and you're like, I love Wicked. Anybody enjoy Wicked? It actually was a pretty good musical. It was actually pretty good. But we're not talking about that kind of Wicked here. What does he mean by Wicked? What do you guys think? Obviously, someone who wears a trench coat and a, and a dark hood, and, and they, do, like, they murder people, right? That's what Wicked means, right? Who knows what Wicked means? Wicked simply means this. It's people who are godless. People who don't know God. A wicked person is simply this. It's a person who's living life. They're, they're walking on a path, and God plays no part in the equation. That's the wicked person. And so let's begin the movie here, all right? We have two people today. I'm going to introduce you to two men. They don't have names, all right? I'm going to protect their identity. And so you have the first man here, and he's about to take advice from the wicked. And so here he is, just like you and me, all right, it actually could be you, and he's walking through life and he goes, which way do I go? Which way? And so he comes over here and he finds a group of people, and he should have known because their t-shirts say wicked on them, right? But he goes and he goes, hey, I, I'm just trying to figure out how to get through life. Can you share with me? How do I do that? And they're the wicked people, right? What accent do I use for wicked people? I don't know, right? Jawman? That's so racist, bro, right? Come on now, right? And so here they, they go, hey, I know, I can answer your question. I can tell you how you should live life. Take this path, right? Make a right here. As soon as you get out of the driveway, cut it there, go straight. And dude, you stay on this road, woo! And that will take you to where you want to be. Oh, listen, man, this path, trust me, I've been there. You stay on this path, and this path will lead you to happiness, fulfillment, I mean, pleasure. I mean, this is, you want to know which way to go in life? This is the path. And so here's our first man, and he goes, sounds good to me. And look what he does. He begins to enter the path, and he should have taken David's warning, because David warns us here, this path is a slippery slope. The path of the wicked is a slippery slope. Look what happens to the man. He comes, he listens to their advice, and he goes, you know what? I'll, uh, I'll take a few steps on it, right? I'll try it out. I'm going to go, see, just a little detour. I, I mean, just... Let's see what happens. And so he walks, and he just wants to take a few steps. And before he knows it, he doesn't even realize what's happening. He's walking. He's trying it out. And the text says he was walking in the way, in the counsel of the wicked, but now he stands in the way of sinners. So here's this dude. He never wanted to be there, right? He's not wicked himself. He was just taking some directions from wicked people. And so he's walking on the path. And before he knows, he doesn't even know what happened. If you were to ask him, why did you do that? He goes, I don't even know. But all of a sudden, he comes to this position. He's not walking anymore. He's not a passerbyer. He's not just walking through and taking a few steps. He stands there. He's maintaining his position. He's now on the road that wicked people walk. It's a slippery slope. He went from walking, just passing through, to standing. And then you see what it says next? stands in the way of sinners, and then sits in the seat of scoffers. So here's this guy, never really wanting to be there, never just, he never even thought in his mind, I don't want to be wicked, I just, I'm just going to try it out. And so he takes a few steps, and then before he realizes, he's standing, and then he's so comfortable now. He's so at home on this road, he pulls out a chair and he sits down. Here he is. This man wasn't wicked. He never intended to be wicked. But because he stepped onto the slippery slope, he's gone from walking to standing 
to sitting there. That's his address now. He lives there. He doesn't need to ask the wicked people for directions because he knows the path himself all too well now. Do you guys see that slippery slope? Do you see how it happened? Have you guys ever experienced a slippery slope like that? All the time, right? I've experienced it in my life. Not just when I was your age. I'm not being that guy, right? When I was your age, I stepped on many slippery slopes. No, I, we, it's, it's, it's all too common for all of us, guys. The way of the wicked is a slippery slope. You didn't, like, it's like, I, I didn't used to like to talk about people behind their back. Like, I didn't really like to gossip. I was just trying it out. I was just taking a few steps there. And then before I knew it, I was standing and sitting. And now it's like my whole friendship is based on talking about other people. Have you ever experienced that? I, didn't, I mean, I didn't like, I didn't want to be addicted to that website. I was just curious. And so I was trying it out and, before I knew it, I was sitting there, and now it's like every time I open my phone, it's like my fingers automatically go to that website. The way of the wicked is a slippery slope. And that's what our man here found today. And so this is the first path. It's the way of the wicked. I said it a million times. It's a slippery slope. But then you got to check back to the movie. Let's look back to the script here because there's actually a second way, all right? These people, they've given directions to our man. They said, this is the way that you should live. Here's my directions. Here's the best way to go through life. But then there's a second way. In contrast to their directions, it says that God has given a set of directions. God has given instructions on, I think this is the best path to get through life. And so here's our second guy, right? And this, this is the kind of guy that like, He's not asking wicked people for directions through life. He's not asking those people over there, hey, can you show me how to get there? He goes, wait, wait, wait. You mean to tell me that the God of the universe, that the God who created me and knows me best, he's made known to us directions and a path? I want to know that. He goes, wait, you mean that in this world when I'm trying to figure out which way to go in life, that God of heaven, he's made known to us a path, and he's given us directions? Yes, please. No, thank you, Mr. Wicked People and Mrs. Wicked People. We're fair here, right? Gender equality. But do you see what he said? Look, it says, this man, he doesn't take instructions. He doesn't take counsel from the wicked, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. He wants to know these directions, and so what does he do? He reads it. Look at it. He reads it, and then he rereads it. And then he thinks about it. It says he delights in it. He, you just picture him memorizing it. And they're like, hey, buddy, what are you doing over here? I have a path. He goes, forget you, dude. I'm reading the directions right here. His delight is in the law of the Lord. And it says he meditates on it day and night. A lot of religions talk about meditation. And by meditate, they mean this. Empty your mind. Just, guys, hey, it, it's distracting up here, okay? Guys, third row here. Let's, let's focus. It's distracting when I'm speaking. Thanks. So you're up here. Not up here. Where was I? Thank you. I just emptied my mind. Thanks, guys. I just, I just Eastern religion meditated, right? So you go, and, and, and some religions are saying meditation, and they're going, just empty your mind. Meditate, bro. Just, just let it go. Is that what the Bible means here by meditate? Wow, what did you learn at church today, Johnny? Well, the pastor told me to meditate, and so we crossed our legs and held up our things, and 
Um, right? It says he meditates on it. He has directions from God, and it says he meditates on it. But listen, friends, while other religions are telling you, empty your mind, when Christians meditate, what they mean is we're filling our mind with truth, okay? And we're thinking about it over and over and over. That's what meditation means. We read it, and we think about it, and we chew on it, and we're going over and over. That's Christian meditation. And so, friends, that's where, that's where I want to be. Isn't that where you want to be? I'm here, and, and I'm wanting to, to, to read God's word. I'm wanting to meditate on it. And so this is what it looks like for me. I, I read my Bible. I love to read my Bible. I, I don't read it enough, honestly. But I'm, I'm working on it, and we'll talk about it at the end here, how we can maybe make a plan together. But I, but I read the Bible. I discuss it with my wife. We meditate on it. So when I'm reading it, and I go, Joe, I have no idea what that means. What does that mean? And we can talk about it, and we come to conclusions, and, and we study. We, this is our directions. We don't take directions from the wicked people. We say God has given us directions, and so we study it. Every Thursday night, my wife and I, we get together with a group of friends from our, from our church family, and we discuss it. And we go, dude, Andrew preached that. What do you think about that? What does that mean to you? And so just, we, it's like we're eating this alive. We read it together. We study it. We discuss it with people. Every Wednesday night, we come here. We read it together. We're hearing it preached. We respond to it. You get what I'm saying? My point is this, friends, that you cannot understand this community. You can't understand what it is that we're doing if you don't realize that the Bible, it's central to everything that we're doing. This is central to who we are and to what we're, the way that we're trying to live. When, when I was a kid, I used to think of reading my Bible like broccoli. Do you guys ever feel like that? Be honest, right? Eat your broccoli, Sam. Meaning, I don't actually like it, but I should probably do it because it's good for me. You guys ever feel like that? Dude, reading my Bible, like, I don't even understand it, man. Like, there's no pictures, but, uh, but I should probably do it because it's good for me, right? That's, that's how I used to think. But friends, what I've come to realize is that this is not homework. The Bible is not homework. This is simply directions. This is God's instruction to us. And so the, the way of the wicked, forget about it. I don't need that. I want what God shows us. That's the way that we follow, the, the, that's the, the way that we follow through life. And so here's these two men, right? Let's continue our movie. These two men, the, the guy who's now sitting in the way of the wicked, and then there's the guy over here who's, who's studying God's word, and he's, and he's trying to follow God's direction through life. And what do you call that kind of guy? You know what I call that kind of guy? The first word of the passage, look at it. He's blessed. The person who studies God's word, the person who's following his directions, is a blessed man, meaning he has found the source of true happiness in life. This guy's figured it out. This guy, like, you guys are here in high school trying to figure out which way, and this guy has found the key to life. The real way, the best way, is being close to God. That's the way. This guy is blessed. And so I, I need to keep going here. I need to continue to move. We have these two ways, right? There's only two ways, and we have these two men. But what you guys are going to realize is each of their lives, check this out, each of their lives is shaped by the way that they're on. Let me show you what I mean. Look at the next few verses. Verse 3. He, talking about this guy, right? We'll call him good guy. No, that's too simple, right? We'll call him the, the, guy, the blessed man, right? The blessed man, he's like a tree. <sighs> guys, Valentine's Day is coming up. If you really want to just speak... Speak to the heart, right, of a lady. Just go, you are a tree, right? You're just, you're like a tree. 
I, right? What does the Bible mean sometimes? Let's keep reading. He, he's like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Guys, check it out. At the end of the day, right, we're all living on these two. At the end of the day, the way that, the, the path that you're on shapes your life. Let's look at it. Let's look at this man. I, I like this man. I want to be like this man, okay? I want you guys to be like this man or this person, ladies. I want us to be like this. It says, he's like a tree planted by streams of water. Have you guys, have you guys ever seen like a tree that's like, just like a little twig that if you like ran into it, you'd like break it over? Some of you guys are like, yeah, I've ran into a couple trees in my life, right? You got this little scarani tree, and it's just like, I can, I can huff and puff and blow the tree down, right? That's not the kind of tree. I want you to imagine like a, a tree, right? Just, there's not even, just, there's this tree, and it's planted, it's rooted, right? Its, it's roots are going deep into the ground, and it's getting its source directly from the stream right next to it. So this fir the first thing we see about this guy, he's stable. He's stable. He's, he's like that tree that it's like, you can't even hug it. You ever just, I can't even get around it because it's so solid. It's so healthy. That's what this guy's like. Have you ever met someone who like, you look at them and you go, nothing phases them in life. At least it seems like that, right? Where it's like, dude, like when the storms of life come, they just, like they're not shaken. Sure, they could be maybe a little upset, but they're just not, they're not moved off center. Have you guys ever known people like that? People who are so solid and you're like, are you even a human or are you like an angel, right? That's what this guy's like. He's stable, not settling for scraps. He's rooted in the source and everyone knows it because this tree is healthy and it's solid, right? I will pay you $10 to go and find a tree by a stream and run into it. And if you knock it over, I will pay you, okay? <laughs> It's going to be an object lesson that you'll never forget, all right? Your doctor will never forget it, too, as he resets your bones, okay? So this guy, he's stable. I want that. He's stable. The second thing we see is that he's fruitful. Everybody say fruitful. He's like a tree planted by streams of water, and he yields. It, it just, he, he yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. Have you guys ever seen a, a tree full of fruit? Hands. I need to see hands. You've ever seen a tree full of fruit? So then you know this to be true. You don't need to run up to a tree and go, give me fruit. <laughs> Babies cry. <laughs> what am I doing? You don't need to run up to a tree and say, have leaves. If you do that, um, I'll let your parents talk to you about that, all right? When, when there's a tree that's rooted by the water, you don't need to go up to it and scream and demand, give me fruit. It's healthy. It automatically just, it yields its fruit. It's just naturally producing fruit. Its, tr its leaves are naturally green. That's what this guy's like. There's some times in my life where it's like, I try to be good. You know what I mean? Where it's like, I just, I don't even feel it, but I'm like, I need to be fruitful, right? It's like, squeeze, right? And it's, it's like, I just, I have to try hard to do good things. But then there's other times in my life Maybe you guys have experienced this. Other times in my life where it's like, I'm rooted in God's word. Like, I, I know I'm close to him. We're spending time together. And it's like those things naturally just happen. Have you ever experienced that? As opposed to the times where you're trying to force it, just, it, it just you yield it. You're, just, you're fruitful. 
That's what this guy is like. He's fruitful. Not having to demand himself to be good. He's just healthy. And then look at the last thing. It says that whatever he does, he prospers. In all that he does, he prospers. So this guy here, friends, you, you've seen the two guys here. We'll get there in a minute. I'm coming for you, Mr. Wicked. Right? You, you come in here, and it's, this guy's thriving. In all that he does, he prospers. This guy's figured it out. It's just, he he's has what all of us want in life. He's found fulfillment. He's doing well in life. He's figured out what that means. It's to be close to God. And so he's on this path, right? And like I said, everything in your life is shaped by the path that you're on. And so here's this guy, right? And now that we're all looking at him going, I want to be him. I'm going to paint a picture. So here's, I want you to picture a solid tree right here, right? Solid tree. He's stable. He's thriving. He's fruitful because he's on that path. The path he's on shapes the, his, the, what his life looks like. Then you come over here. What do you think this guy's life's like? Like a subway. Yes. It's like a big fat hoagie. No, this is not a sandwich. Right? If the path that you're on shapes your life, what do you think these people's lives are like? What does it say? What does it say in the text? He's like chaff that the wind blows away. Do you guys know what chaff is? This is the best illustration I can use for chaff, right? These are peanuts from complimentary of five guys. Commercial. Go to five guys. They're awesome, right? And so here you go. He goes, you want to know what this guy's life is like? You got the tree guy. He's solid like a rock. He's rooted. And then this guy's life is like, Take the peanut out, and it's even lighter now. This is just, still hasn't touched the ground. There it is. And so here's the guy, right? And he's, and he's Mr. Wicked, and he's on this path. He's followed a set of directions from the group of wicked people, godless people, who, whom God doesn't uh, equate, the group of people for whom God doesn't fit into the equation. And it says this guy's life, the result is that he's, he's chaffed. Not even the peanut part, not even the good part. I hope there's not peanut allergies in this room. I apologize. I'm going to put this away now, all right? Can I have some? You cannot have some. But that's, that's what this guy's life, in contrast to stability, it's just this flimsy, just, it's nothing. I remember a story of a guy who was on his deathbed, right? And he's dying, and he was filthy rich, filthy rich. Man, he... He made out like a bandit on this path. And yet, this is the saddest story ever. I, I think about this that, that motivates me sometimes as a young man. He got to his deathbed, and the realization sank in. The fact that his life, 80 plus years, that his life never equated to anything more than chaff. And he had, he had to die with that thought. God, please, not me, Right? I don't want to be chaff. I want to be the stable man. And so, friends, the path that you're on shapes what your life looks like. But not only that, not only is your path going to determine what your life looks like, it's also going to determine your destination. Doesn't that make sense? Right? Like the road you're walking on, if you're walking on two different roads, it's going to lead to two different places. And so let's end right here. Let's end with this. Let's see where these two different roads lead to. Okay? Let's see where the destination of, what the destination of these roads are. Verse 5, therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way 
of the wicked will perish. Friends, at the end of the day, your way will determine your destination. And so here's the picture that, that the psalmist paints, and then Jesus even paints it later. At the end of this era, right, there's going to be a day where God comes and he gathers everyone together. Everyone, people on this path, people on this path, and he brings them together, and the Bible calls it the final judgment, right? Have you guys ever been to court? Don't admit that. I'm just kidding, right? I'm just kidding. I mean, I've been to court too for multiple reasons, traffic court being one of them. Um, yeah, I won't go there, right? So you're at court, and, just, and, and the image, right, the analogy is so clear here that everyone will be there, and they're there for judgment, right, for the final verdict. And I'm going to turn to Matthew chapter 25. You guys can listen to this. Here's Jesus talking, you know, over a thousand years after David, and he paints a similar picture that David painted in the Psalms. Matthew chapter 25, starting in verse 31. When the Son of Man comes in his glory, that's at the end of the era, and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. Before him will be gathered all the nations, and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will place the sheep on his right, but the goats he will place on the left. Jump down to verse 41, or no, verse 34. Then the king will say to those on his right, you're right here, he will say to these people, come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Verse 41, then he will say to those on his left, depart from me, you cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. And so here's the final scene, guys, right? Final scene, it's in a courtroom, and God is separating people, and those who followed the godless path, those who followed these set of directions, those who didn't want God to, to, to enter into the equation, the text says here in the Psalms that they will not stand in the judgment, meaning they won't even be able to stand before God. They will not stand with the congregation of righteous people because they're going to be being sent out away from God forever. The psalmist says that they will perish. That's the destination of the wicked, right? So follow these directions, and it's like, dude, trust me. Come on, man. And so here's this poor guy. He's walking, he's standing, he's sitting, but little does he know that this destination is perishing. But then in contrast to that, this guy over here, it says that the Lord knows the way of the righteous. And so the end of this road is, is closeness to God, that relationship with God where God is familiar with this road. He knows them. He knows their ways. And like Jesus said in the judgment, they'll be with God forever. So friends, this is how we're going to end today, right? There's two ways here. And we obviously want to be on this way. The psalmist is calling us, right? The psalmist is painting it really clear. Blessed is this man. So friends, I'll leave it to you. What does this way look like? How do you live on the way? All right, Sam, this is super simple, good and bad, right? Don't be bad. Is this, is this simply what I'm saying? What does it look like to live on the path of life? What does it look like to follow God's directions for life? Which way? Well, I mean, Sam, have you not seen the Bible? Guys, have you seen the Bible? Look how many pages there are. Oh my gosh, look at all these rules. Like, like, is this, in order to live here, should I just like make this giant like, laminated chart and write down all the rules and every morning when I wake up, I'll recite them and check them off and I'll be a good boy and girl and I'll get a gold star. Is that what, like, what does it look like to live on the path of righteousness? 
Sam, you're the preacher. Tell me, what does it look like to follow God's directions for life? Is it a matter of behaving? Be nice? Go to church? Don't cuss? What, what, what does it look like? And so for over hundreds of years, people in the Old Testament were asking themselves those questions. What does it look like? And so you had one group of people that was like, bro, there's like too many rules here. Just like be free, you know? That's what God wants, be free. But then you had other people that were like, no, if we're going to follow God's way, I'm going to put the charts out, get all the rules, make extra rules just in case, and we're going to make sure that we check off every single one. And then in the meantime, they're like kicking people to the curb and stiff-arming people and hating people. And it's like, how can I know what this way looks like? How can you know in high school? How can you possibly know in middle school what this way looks like? John chapter 14. Jesus shows up in this scene, shows up in a group of people like you and I who are asking the question, which way? Which way do I go? What does it look like to walk on God's way? And he shows up here in John chapter 14, and he says this in verse 6. Friends, listen to this. You need to hear this. John 14, 6, Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He says, I'm the way. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. So friends, you want to know what the way is? Jesus shows us the way of life. Jesus shows us the path of life. He shows up and he goes, I'm the way. So, so he means this. This is it. He goes, you want to know what it looks like to follow God's directions for life? Follow me. You want to know what it looks like to follow God's path and the way of righteousness? Take my lead. Look at me. Become like me. Let me be your master and I will teach you. You want to know what the way of life looks like? Jesus has shown us the path of life. It's Jesus. And so friends, what we're doing here, and you guys have to understand this, all right? What we're doing here is more than simply behave and be good. Everything we're doing here is focusing on the person of Jesus because he's the one who shows us the path of life. And so friends, every week that you come here, we're talking about who we are, right? We're in this series talking about who are we as a people, and then what do we do? What's our culture like? What are we about? The first thing that we're realizing this week is this. We read. We read. Sam, is this school again? You tricked us. Oh my gosh. Nobody actually sounds like that. I don't know why I use that voice, okay? But everything that we do here is pointing to Jesus because Jesus has shown us the path of life. And so, friends, how do we see Jesus? How do we know who Jesus is? We read. Every week that you come here, we open up the Bible and we study it because in the entire Old Testament, look at it, every single page, the entire Old Testament, the entire New Testament, all of it is pointing to Jesus. All of it is pointing to the big picture that God is saving people from the path of wickedness, and he's showing them the path to life. And so you'll never come here to citizens and not have some portion of the Bible explained because all of it, every sermon, every message, every text, all of it points to Jesus. Jesus shows us the path of life. And so the band, you can come up. We're going to sing a song. We're going to go to breakout groups. But I want to challenge you guys, all right? And here's how I want to respond. I'm not going to play the piano. Don't worry, Tessa. Here's how we're going to respond, okay? I made a commitment to, my, to myself, and, and I told my wife this year. I said, man, you know, I, I love the Bible. 
I believe that the Bible shows me Jesus and that he shows me the path of life. But to be honest, I don't read the Bible enough. How many of you guys would say that? Oh, all right, thanks. I thought you guys were all just going to be like, you don't, right? Judgment. No, I, t- I'm telling you guys, I love the Bible, right? This man here, he delights in the law of the Lord. And because of that, he is blessed. He's stable. He's solid. And everything inside of me, when I'm reading this message this week, when I'm reading this text, I go, I want to be that guy. I want to delight in the law of the Lord. And I don't too often. And so I made a commitment to myself this year and my wife. And I said, this year I need to read the Bible more. I want to read it all the way through. And so we can sit here and play music and get emotional and go, I'm going to read my Bible this year. And then we leave tonight, go to bed and forget about it. (laughs) Right? We can get passionate or we can make a plan. And so I decided to make a plan this year. And I printed it out. And I'm going to invite you guys. If you want to read the Bible with me this year as a youth group, I know I'm doing it, my wife is doing it. But if you want to join us, I'm going to, I have a Bible plan up here, okay? And on your way to breakout groups, or even after breakout groups, I'm going to keep it right here. And you can pick it up. And it's super simple. Look at this. It's like, oh, read two chapters today. Check. I can do that. Every day, I wake up in the morning, I get to cross off my little numbers. And I love it. You know I love checking things off. And friends, here at Citizens, we want to be a community, right? We are citizens, and therefore we read. We read the Bible. We delight in God's directions for life because it shows us Jesus. All of it shows us Jesus. And so I'm calling you guys tonight to respond. We're going to sing. We're going to discuss. But I'm calling you guys to make a plan, to make a commitment, and say, this year I'm going to read. All right? So stand to your feet with me. Let's pray and then respond. Lord, thank you so much for your word, God. God, to be honest, there's two paths here that you put down, but so often it feels like we're in the middle, God. We're not, we don't walk the path of the wicked, but Lord, we still don't delight in your law the way that we should. So Lord, I pray that you would help this community get out of the middle. I pray that you would help us to, to love your word more, that you would help us to follow Jesus better this year because he has shown us the path of life. So Lord, we love you. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.